Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Jaeger Live. In today's episode, I want to talk about five things you're not teaching your kids. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, I wanted to talk about something today because the previous episode that I talked about, um, I was giving some parenting tips, some things that I've learned over the years. I'm not saying that I'm perfect at all or that I don't make mistakes, uh, but I do. I have learned a few things in the almost 18 years I've been a dad now, and I just like to impart some of these thoughts and some of these ideas that could benefit you guys. I mean, use them, don't use them, but I think that they're important. I think they're foundational things that kind of build off of the last episode where we talked about this. The first point, and again, when I do these lists, I don't do them. I don't try and sit down and make this, uh, I don't try and sit down and and have it as as a perfect in order, this is one through five, this is the best, this is the worst. I just write down the list of things that I think are important. I think about these things and I present them to you guys. So no particular order, nothing's more important. I think they're all equally important, um, but I just had to start somewhere, so here we are. Uh, The first one is don't coddle your kids. Now, I know um, as first-time parents, it's really difficult to stick to this one because it's our reaction as parents to nurture and to protect our kids and to see them in pain and to see them suffering in some way. Our first reaction is to run to their aid, right? For an example, let's say um, your toddler goes down the slide and they slip, fly right off the slide and hurt themselves. And our first reaction is to run and go help them, right? Because we hear them crying. We know that they're in pain. We know they're upset. So we go and we run after them. Now, there is a difference between coddling. There is a difference between um, nurturing and coddling. Um, I think there's a fine line of where you stop nurturing a child and when you start um, becoming this, this boundary for your child and the world whatever that might look like, I think it's important to to let people, I think it's important for the child's development for you to understand where that line is and, and be very, very conscious and self-aware of where you try to dance on that line. Like a prime example for me is like, um, I know this sounds unorthodox, but I swear in front of my kids. I don't, I don't coddle them, and I don't try and shelter them. When I was growing up, um, bad words were very taboo. Like, I couldn't say liar until I was, like, 16. Real shit. You guys remember when that movie Liar, Liar came out? I had to say fibber, fibber, because if my mom heard me say liar, I swear to God, I'd get hit. And it's kind of, um, it's interesting, because as you get older, and and when you make certain things like that, um, these big rules, it's like Catholic girls or Catholic school girls, right? You make, you make the sex and all that seems so, um, alluring because it's so, it's something you can't do. It's so, it's so off limits that it's, it allures you to do 
what you're not supposed to. Um, so anyway, back to my point, like when you coddle somebody, I swear in front of, I swear in front of my kids, I talk to them like, I talk to them like they're going to hear things in the world. Now I'm not belittling my children. I'm not, um, screaming at them for, uh, no reasons. I'm not calling them stupid or, um, I'm not beating them down emotionally, but I do use those words. Uh, I do use swear words around them. And I don't hide from those because the world isn't going to care that they grew up and their ki- their parents didn't swear in front of them. Nobody cares. So I would like, I what I try and teach my kids is that there is only power in words by the power that you give them. So as long as you don't give them that power to break you down, to belittle you, or to disrespect you, there is no more power in those words. So I try to keep that in mind when I speak in front of my kids. Now, I'm not saying that you guys have to like drop F-bombs everywhere you go and this and that and the other, but I, want, I do encourage that you try to look at things like that when parenting your kids and try and, instead of trying to coddle them and being like, oh, you know, like I'm not going to give them technology because they're not old enough yet or I don't want them sitting in front of a screen for hours and hours and hours. And the thing is, is that we have to understand as parents what is going to be beneficial to our children. We need to step out of that idea of, oh, when I was, you know, in my generation, we were outside more than we were inside and we were this and we were that. It's, it's not a comparison game because when I grew up in the 80s versus my children growing up now, completely different, completely different. Of course, I went outside more. Of course, I was outside playing more and riding bikes and rollerblading and, and building tree houses and shit like that. Of course, I was. Be, do you want to know why? Well, A, one, because we were poor. And B, we didn't have the technology we had today. Like, I didn't have knowledge at my fingertips. I remember getting cable for the first time before it was like an antenna. And for you guys that are old enough to remember the antenna, the big ass thing on top of your roof, you get like four channels and it was the worst fucking thing in the world. And then we got cable. I'll tell you what, when I got cable, we sat inside a lot more and we, we watched TV and I didn't get cable till I was like 10 or 11. It was like, so up until that point, you know, of course you do other things. And I'm not saying the kids shouldn't be outside exercising and shouldn't be outside playing and, and using their imaginations because I think imagination is a seed to a creativity that can benefit them later on in life. So I don't disagree with that. But what you have to understand and what people don't understand is you think that you're protecting them from something by not giving them um, technology. Like you're somehow, your kid's going to be somehow superior. What you don't realize is that we are moving into a technological age that us as parents don't understand. And to give kids the access to the technology that has that is available now could sprout something in them that could help them take humanity to the next level. Like you don't know, you don't understand. For you know, like when Bill Gates started playing around with computers when he was a kid, like those things. Other parents are probably like, "Oh, why is he outside playing? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that?" And Bill Gates' parents are like, hey, man, like he's interested in, who knows? We'll let them go with it. So I think that, honestly, when you deprive your 
your kids of, of technology, I think it's um, like, A, I think you need to get off your soapbox. B, I think you're a fucking idiot because all you're doing is damaging your children. All you're doing is holding them back from advancing themselves. Because when you have knowledge at your fingertips, when you can do whatever you want on this phone and you can learn whatever you want on the phone, on the tablet or computer, whatever it is, it brings that creativity to life. You're able to see things that you wouldn't normally be able to see, especially people who are, uh, you know, they go to school, they come home, they have very, very little interest in learning things. You can crack open this world and learn anything that you want to learn. And encouraging that is something I think that people need to do. So coddling them in that sense, coddling them in the sense of trying to protect them from every little thing and not letting them experience things, not letting your kids fail and not letting them fall is going to damage them more than you think. And I promise you this, it's going to fucking damage you later on in life. When your kid is fucking 30 years old and you're paying his goddamn car payments and you're paying his rent and you're having her uh, food delivered to her because she doesn't understand and you have to, she comes over and washes her clothes every freaking Sunday because she doesn't know how to wash clothes. So she comes over to your house so you can do them. Like, I'm telling you, the job of parents is to make us obsolete. Our job is to give our children the right tools to become obsolete. Do we want our kids around us? Yes. Do we want our kids to, to need us and want us? Of course we do. Because our children are a world for so long. But what happens is that because we're being selfish, because we want them around and we want them to need us and to want us around, then we handicap them by not giving them the proper tools. So this kind of rolls into my second point. I, I touched on it a little bit. But you need to teach your children that losing is okay. Failing is part of winning. If you can get this mentality into people, and I'm again, I'm not standing on my soapbox saying, hey, you know, my generation was better because we learned about losing and you, you, you learned what it felt like to be a fucking loser. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like, Oh, not everybody deserves participation trophies and whatever the fuck else. Like, I do think that that's a little ridiculous. But nobody has ever... Growing up, I was never taught that losing was a part of winning. That without losing, you cannot win. You see it everywhere, though. I mean, you see it all the time as a kid growing up, but you just don't understand it. Someone needs to put it in front of you and say it so you get it. Like, for an example, for those of you who know how to ride a bike, there are some that don't. But for those of you that learned how to ride a bike and you fell and you fell and you fell, you scraped your knees, you scraped your elbows, you hit your head, you threw your bike down crying and you were done and you ran in the house. And all those moments led up to getting on that bike for the last time, pushing the pedals and getting down the road all by yourself. I remember when I was younger, um, I was probably like seven, maybe six or seven, and I had training wheels, and I kept telling my dad, take off my training wheels, and so he'd take them off, and then I'd fall and fall and fall, and then I'd be like, okay, put them back on, put them back on, and he'd put them back on, and back and forth we went, because he was coddling me, he was letting me 
take the easy way out. And one day, it was like, if he would have just said it, it, it would have had such an impact. But one day I said, Dad, can you take off my training wheels again? And he said, look, this is the last time I'm taking them off. I am not putting them back on again. So either you learn how to do this right now, or this bike isn't going to be used because I'm not going to put the train wheels back on. Literally, that moment, I got on my bike, I started riding, and literally didn't stop for the next 10 years. I was, I was crazy about it. I loved it. So as you get older, like understanding how powerful those losses are is crucial to their development. Letting them be okay with losing and letting them find the winning formula. Because what's the saying? Like, there is no bad, there's no good without bad. There's no light without dark. You have to understand both sides of it and you have to be okay with those things. If I would have learned this thing early on, if I was taught this early on, it would have been such an amazing, um, game changer for me i would have been like oh shit you mean like I, i'm not going to be perfect at everything i am going to fail at things before i get better at them it, it, it's just something that people don't fully grasp i think i think their ego or their pride lets them push past that idea of oh this is actually good for me this is the road to success i'm gonna find something better when this happens Take a, a, a prime example. This is You want the best example of this? Relationships. Relationships are the biggest, hardest challenges I think people are going to understand. Because you walk away, let's say you go and you have a bad relationship. And if you haven't pulled away something from that and understand what you want in life from that experience, then there's something wrong. You're not understanding that it's okay to lose, that something better is going to come as long as you take what you've learned from that poor relationship and you put it into the next. Now, I'm not saying bring in the baggage. Don't bring the fucking baggage over your next relationship because that's just going to cause harm. But I'm saying take what you've learned, take what you're not going to accept for yourself, for a partner, whatever that looks like, and go forward. And I promise you, you're going to have a healthier relationship. And that goes with anything. That not just necessarily romantically. That goes with business relationships. That goes with friendships. Whatever it is, understand what you want in life. Understand what your non-negotiables are. And be okay to lose people so you can get better people in your life. Number three, I am, I'm learning this one myself. This one's something that I've, I've really started to take a step back and really... Uh, be okay with because as again as parents we try to we want to mold our kids into who we think they should be and I don't think that we and again it's going back to being selfish it's going back to these are my kids these are going to be who I want them to be Um, and I think it's important that we stand back a little bit and let them explore things that they want to explore not sit there and be like oh you're going to go you're going to be in this this and this and this until I say it's okay that you're not. I think people, and I'm not saying that you should let your kids just quit whatever they want to quit. They should stick things out and they should learn how to develop that skill. Again, going back to the losing thing. Um, but I think number three, let them explore their interests. As as young parents who have um, 
these babies and they're wanting to learn different things and they're trying to explore these different things, let them. Let them see what they find. Let them see what they find that is interesting to them. Because if you always put what you think is interesting, they're never going to be happy. And when you let them explore different things, you let them find a you let them find a passion inside themselves and you let them find the idea that it's okay to quit something that you're not happy with to not accept anything but the great the greatness for your life if that makes sense i th- when the way i was brought up is like you know you get a good job uh you take care of your family you get married you have kids you take care of your family and and that's what it is if your job sucks guess what your life sucks too bad get the fuck over it you've got bigger responsibilities which i'm not going to diminish for anybody i took a lot of fucking shit jobs to support my family and I would do it a million times over. I'm not saying that, but at the same time, it's just like you start, you, you start to accept a certain level of your, your life that it's okay to have a shit job, that it's okay to be unhappy to go to work. Um, many, many times I've gotten up for work and I have dreaded getting, going to work, dreaded it. And if you understand what that is, it's like, I know that there's probably thousands and millions of people out there that dread going to work. And as much as you'd like to think that, okay, once you clock out, it's done, it does spill over into your personal life. And it starts affecting who you are as a parent, who you are as um, an individual, and you're just your overall happiness. And you're showing your kids that it's okay to be miserable. It's okay to just go along with the status quo because that's what you were taught. And that shouldn't be it. it should, we should teach our kids, again, to be self-sufficient and to be strong enough to say, no, I want better for my life. Because isn't that the goal of, of, as being a parent? Isn't that the goal is to give them a better life than you were given? Give them a better opportunity at life than you were given or that you had, whatever, like, whatever way you want to look at it. I think that's really important. So number three, let them explore their interests. Let them be okay with saying, ah, I like this. I don't like this. I'm okay with this. I'm not okay with this. Because you're giving them that power, that little piece of power, that little piece of confidence for them. So explore, let them explore their interests. Number four. This one, I think, is fucking huge too. So many parents, and I've talked about, I talked about this earlier. But I think it's so important that I'm going to bring it up again. Never let a subject be too taboo. Never let there be um, this awkwardness or this weird aura around talking about something with your kids or your kids coming to you about something. Now, here's the thing. Like, I, well, it's, I'm going to jump into the second one. These are, this number five is going to play into number four. So we're going to kind of mesh them together. You are their parent. Okay. You are not your, you are not friends. Okay. People need to get this out of their fucking heads. Yeah. Yeah. You're cool. Yeah. You're whatever. You're the cool parent. Everyone wants to fucking hang around. You guys do, you smoke and joke and you fucking drink with your, your kids. Like you're not fucking cool. You're not your kid's friend. You're their parent first. Okay. Parents first. Again, you're being selfish by wanting to try and play this fucking friend role. And all it's doing is damaging your relationship with your child. You, there, there has to be a boundary. 
There has to be a boundary. I'm not saying you can't go out when your kid turns 21, you go buy him a fucking drink or buy her a drink or whatever that looks like. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you can't have a relationship, a close relationship like that. But being a parent and being a friend are totally different things. And you need to step away from that idea. Going back to the fourth one of never letting a subject be taboo. It marries into that. You need to you need to have you need to breach that bridge that separates you from that hardcore parent that they don't want to talk about with any but anything they don't want to talk anything to you about. Maybe I can get this sentence out that they don't want to talk about anything with you. There we go. See, I get it right. To that parent where you think that it's okay that you talk about your personal shit with your kid like your sex life or your whatever there's i've heard some stories it's fucking ridiculous it's ridiculous and call me a little bit old-fashioned but i don't think my kids need to know about my sex life anyway i digress but you as a parent you should be that haven for them in a sense where you're not protecting them they need guidance and they need that's our job is to guide them and to protect them from things that they could do wrong by giving advice and you can't give advice if you make subjects too taboo like uh, again you know not to talk shit about the way I grew up because again I have tremendous thanks for the way I grew up because it made me who I am and I'm okay with that I'm okay with who I am I am happy with who I am and I'm only trying and I'm only getting better and I'm only trying to get better but in my house, money was fucking taboo. You didn't talk about sex. You didn't talk about drugs. Um, domestic violence. Uh, all sorts of things that, like, sexuality. We didn't talk about any of that shit. It was not talked about because my mom was brought up old school, so she brought us up old school. We didn't talk about those things. But the thing is, is that when you have questions as a child or as a young adult or you know, you're coming into this world and you're trying to explore something and you want advice, but you can't go to the one person or the, the people that are supposed to be giving you this advice or guidance because the subject is really, you know, it's taboo, then what are they going to do? They're going to find some, they're going to find some crazy shit. Like I have family members who did drugs. You know, I had a kid at 17. Um, most of my brothers, like we had financial issues most of our lives because we weren't, we didn't understand about finances because it it was rude to talk about money. That's what we thought. That's how we were brought up. Um, so when you have these things and you can't find answers and, you know, growing up back again, we didn't have the knowledge that, you know, the kids have today, which I think is incredible. I think it's great that you can do that. But at the same time, Having this idea where you can go to your parents, people that you know you should be able to trust because they've guided you and they've helped you and they've kept you safe. You're still alive. So, I mean, there's some sort of level of trust there, right? Um, I think that that's great, a great resource to lean on because it's a much more uh, trusted source than, you know, just Joe Schmo on the internet. So keep, keep the dialogue open. Don't let anything be taboo. Don't let anything be off the table. Um, I always tell my kids, like, you can talk to me about whatever you want to talk about is, you know, be respectful of it. Don't, don't be swearing at me and saying some 
some crazy shit. But as long as you can come to me, like I would rather you come to me and talk to me about whatever you want to talk about. And I could give you advice if you want. I could just listen, whatever the case may be. But keeping that door open and keeping that possibility and keeping those things on the table is going to not only better your relationship with your child, but it's going to help them with their life and in future relationships with them, who they can reach out to, how they understand what a healthy relationship is. So never keep those things off. You're not their fucking friend. Stop with the friend shit. Be a parent first. Let them grow. Let them start their own journey. Let them get on their own path. Stop trying to hold them onto yours because you want to be selfish and you want them in your life. Let them be their own person. Anyway, all right, guys. Um, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Um, I take parenting... I take being a dad very seriously. I, I'm very passionate about it. I'm always trying to make it better. I hope some of these tips have helped you. If they have, let me know. Um, if you think that somebody can learn from this and um, maybe get a few nuggets from it too, share with them. Please share with your friends. And I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye.